This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is bonus episode 424. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Up on this episode we are reviewing a brand new title ahead of its formal release. We'll be taking a keen eye over Terrifier 2. The continuing journey, the saga, the odyssey of Art the Clown. My review of that non-spoiler coming up after the first break. Before we get to that, as always, let's catch up with where we are under the stairs. It is a packed week this week. Started yesterday with the second instalment of our Basilween series. So the band sat down and tackled November, the European folk horror art house extravaganza. And he's doubling up with his continued look at the Phantasm franchise as we sat down and tackled Phantasm 2. The next Basilween episode will be coming your way this coming Monday. The movies will be Blood on Satan's Claw, a British folk horror movie for you, and Phantasm 3. So we're continuing right through. The rest of the week has a movie club coming up on Thursday. On Friday, we will have the first touch point of uh, the first six movies watched as part of the 31 of October. So that'll be coming its way. Saturday, you'll be getting the first episode of our Russian Roulette franchise retro on our Hannibal Lecter series. We'll be looking at Manhunter with my guest Jeff Lon. And then Sunday, Sunday, Sunday is an 88 Films Italian Collection review. So yeah, that's the week as laid out in front of you. And boy, is it a good week. On the Teapots Collective this Sunday, you'll also be getting Doing the Nasty, when myself and Mark Ball finally come back from a, what, about a three-month hiatus to pick back up the tools, get back to the rock face, and uh, deal with some movies which are surprisingly good and also surprisingly shit. So that's what is lined up for you guys this week. Right, let's do this, shall we? I'm going to take a short break just now. You're going to hear promos for shows that I love. You're going to hear the trailer for Terrifier 2. When we return, we're discussing that movie, details on how you can check it out, and all of it in a non-spoiler fashion, so I ain't giving away details that will uh, ruin your viewing experience. That's coming right up, right after this. This is a test of the emergency podcasting system. Listen to the Psychosemantic Podcast. Politics, movies, and political movies. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher, legionpodcasts.com. The Psychosemantic Podcast. So, did you figure out what you're dressing up as tomorrow? He wants to dress up as a real guy who murdered nine people last year. Oh, you're not doing that. It's just a costume. You think that guy's still out there? 
What's up with you and this clown all of a sudden? You're like obsessed. They never found his body. What if he decides to come back here? I wouldn't worry about it. Wait a minute, aren't you that guy from the costume shop? Sir, what are you doing? It wasn't me. He was covered in blood on his shirt and his hands when he got here. I'm telling you it was him, Allie. Right down to the little black dot on the tip of his nose. You're really weird, you know that? I believe him. About what? Something really bad's gonna happen tonight. No, I, I know when Jonathan's lying, okay? I, I could hear it in his voice. Something's, something's wrong. Look, we're gonna have fun. Mm -hmm. Stress-free environment. Yep. Speaking of surprises, kids, we have a very special guest with us today. All the way from Miles County, please welcome Art the Clown. Welcome back, ladies and gents. So you've just had the trailer for Terrifier 2. This is making its way to theatres um, with Cine Digim in partnership with Iconic Events on the 6th of October. Um, and of course, it's written and directed by Damien Leone. Uh, the cast for this one has Felissa Rose, David Howard Thornton, uh, Griffin Santopetro, uh, Lauren Lavera, and Chris Jericho. That's the wrestler Chris Jericho, just in case you're like, I know that name. Yes, you do. Um, the synopsis for this one is, after being resurrected by a sinister entity, Art the Crown returns to the timid town of Miles County, where he targets a teenage girl and her younger brother on Halloween night. So, um, with these sorts of reviews, it's important not to spoil stuff. So, we're going to be talking about what I liked about the movie without giving away plot details, what I disliked about the movie without giving away plot details, give it a score as well. Like I say, this one will be available in theatres October the 6th. I believe it is, uh, from what I've been tracking online, tickets are available. So... Uh, yeah, do the do the usual stuff. Use a Google machine, find it where it's playing, and if it's something you're interested in, get yourself a ticket. Um, I'm not entirely sure how long that cinema run will be. If you're in the UK, the movie is officially released on Blu-ray, weirdly enough, uh, end of the month. So I think it's the week before Halloween. It comes out either individually or you can buy it as a twin pack of the movies so that's for UK people you'd be able to own it physically it's not getting any sort of kind of cinema run over here but I did play London Fright Fest so I suppose it's worth putting this out at the front here I am not the biggest Terrifier fan I completely understand why people enjoy the movie um, I was not in that category I thought the special effects and that's where 
Damien comes from as a, like an effects background. I thought the special effects were good. Uh, I thought they were really, really, really good. My overall kind of issues with the movie as a whole were I found it fairly repetitive, fairly one note, and I, I, I found the characters very two-dimensional. There was no real depth there, and as a result, within about 15, 20 minutes, I kind of had a strong kind of vibe that I knew this movie, like kind of inside out. It wasn't really going to surprise me. And even the special effects, which do ramp up, didn't really surprise me. I was kind of desensitised to it. I'm generally like that with gore movies in general. They don't really do much for me at all. I was curious about this one because obviously this is off the back of the, I would say, unexpected success of Terrifier. It became a bit of a thing there for a while and certainly you could argue, I would maybe agree, there's been a concerted effort from certain publications and the fan base to kind of elevate Art the Clown into kind of horror pop culture status, which he is now. I mean, whether you like it or not, Art the Clown is a horror pop icon. That's he's in the lexicon. You see plenty of uh, people dressed up like that. I've seen plenty of tattoos now online, so he's there. Is he among the lofty top tier? Probably not, but he's still in there, and that's hard enough to do. There are loads of horror movies um, where studios spend millions upon millions marketing and releasing a movie, and ultimately the character, the killer, is forgettable and doesn't make a dent out with a weird kind of pop quiz that you may do every now and again where someone's like, "What's the, who's the killer and laid to rest. Um, so, you know, on that level. So, it, it, certainly he has elevated to that position. And a lot of that's Damien's vision for the character and fans really rallying around behind it. So I was interested because this was going to be more of an event. So, like, th there seemed to be more money involved. Certainly bigger names involved with the project. And the buzz leading up to this was that, you know, this was going to be a bigger movie. Like, this was like Terrifier, but on fucking steroids. So, once again, super curious to see that. And I will be honest, I prefer this one to the first movie. This comes with caveats, though. But I do think the characters, while still not being fully three-dimensional characters, are less nauseating than the first movie. Like, it, it felt like the character they really wanted me to root behind in this movie was far more sympathetic and likeable than the previous movie, which didn't really have any anchor at all. It was kind of, it was let loose and, and not a way that I enjoyed. So that aspect is well done. The practical effects are awesome. Uh, there's, there's no getting around that. If you're a, if you're a gore whore, an absolute gore hymned, uh, Terrifier 2 will deliver that for you comfortably and it ain't nothing but a thing in this movie. You know, it's, it's, it's well done in some respects, and the ones that aren't well done, I believe they're done that way for almost kind of black comedic effect. There's a heavy kind of gallows humour that runs right through this movie for sure. You will have seen it in the previous movie, so, you know, it's kind of linking that way. So, special effects are well done. Acting is of a better quality. Um, I also think the soundtrack, so there's this kind of really bitchin' kind of synthwave 80s soundtrack which runs through this, which is also really, really cool. It's the sort of soundtrack I would own independent of this movie, which is a good sign. It's a weird choice as well that they went down the 80s synth route because the movie's not set in the 80s. It's set um, in kind of contemporary times, you know that because characters have things like mobile phones. So, you know, it's, it, it's contemporary but has that, in the same way something like It Follows, 
has the, you know, the clear feel that where we are is in a time period where technology allows things like, you know, like kind of almost seashell shaped Kindles, um, but everything around that doesn't give you any, any like, there's no definitive stake in the ground this is like 2010 or anything like that. This movie, it's a modern movie, but has a retro soundtrack. Also has been filmed in a lot of respects, kind of almost 80s-esque, tons of neon lights, very kind of, well, very neon lights. That's probably the best way we can put it. And I just suppose the last positive is that if you like Art the Clown as a character, um, there's plenty of them in this. So if you like that character, you you know you're not going to be shortchanged here, uh, in that respect. So that's the goods, the bads. The script is pretty awful. Um, now I know some people are going to be out there saying, Duncan, it's a terrifier movie. What we're doing, complaining about the script. Script is important in a movie, and I, I don't care how much of uh, like how much of a gore whore you are. Like if people are not speaking like people. Uh, are interacting in a way which just doesn't feel like how people talk, act or anything, that becomes a bit of an issue for me. Some of it's played off in humour and that that did kind of work for me for the most part. I found some most of the jokes actually fell a bit flat for me personally. Once again, these are all personal opinions, but like, there was a, a, a kind of swath of this that just did not work for me. But I think just in general, the dialogue is pretty bad. Like, just, just really, really, really bad. Um, and as a result of that, just character interactions are just awkward. Um, and, you know, you, at the moments of that, you're thankful that Art doesn't talk, you know, because, like, I, I can only imagine the dialogue he might come up with and that might not work. Um, so there's that aspect. You know, I didn't, I didn't like the, the, the dialogue. I actually... My biggest issue with the movie, and I might as well just put it out here, and once again, you might roll your eyes, this movie is almost two and a half hours long. <laughs> Like, almost two and a half hours long for a two-dimensional gore movie. Um, the previous one, and I, I had forgotten this, because I, I remember saying that I felt the previous one felt long. It's only like 86 minutes, so it's not even an hour and a half, and he somehow managed to tag another hour onto this. And it kind of feels like just because you could doesn't mean you should. And that comes down to the overall pacing of the movie. The pacing of the movie is all over the place. The first half an hour, like, there, there is some gore, there is some stuff that happens, but there also, at the same time, isn't anything that propels the, the actual story along. The first 35 minutes does not move the story one iota. It, you could actually remove it from the movie almost completely and start it from the 35-minute mark, and it wouldn't have an impact, like, at all. Other scenes feel like they go on a bit too long. Um, some of the, the, the art setups feel a bit too long. And then there's just story plot holes that are never resolved in any way, shape or form. And I don't know if that's because we're maybe expanding this out further to the next movie, which I can't imagine there's not going to be a Terrifier 3. I think this movie will more than make its money back. But yeah, like, um, there's without going into spoilers, there is a particular weapon that's used in this, which is set up because of our lead girl's dad, who is dead, so there's no spoiler there, but he has somehow foresaw what is going to happen in this movie, and that is never explained. It's never tied up at all, um, and it makes zero sense. 
And it's a fantastical element that feels weirdly brought into this. Like, there's no indication of anything like that in the previous movie. Um, it certainly wasn't in All Hallows' Eve, the short that the movie's based on. So it kind of almost feels like, short of jumping to space, we've jumped to shark really, really early on and then lengthened it out. And that, to me, is a huge issue overall for the movie. I don't know how much rewatch value this is going to have. Certainly for me, there's there's very little rewatch value because I won't commit two hours and 20 minutes of my life to go back through the movie again. Um, but at the same time, and it, it's maybe, once again, to stress, it's just not my cup of tea. Um, it's not aimed at me. But I, I, I'm, I was thinking about this. The beauty of gore movies in general and why fans gravitate to them as much as they do is they're short, sharp, punchy and you get the kills, 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 kills. It's fucking bitching, yes. I can't imagine someone being like that, you know, I've got like a, I've got two hours, 20 minutes to kill, I'm going to watch Terrifier 2. That just feels off. So I'm not entirely sure what happened here with this. Now, I'd be super curious to read a little bit more in terms of interviews from Damien Leone himself because it, it just kind of feels like there wasn't a kind of a steady editing voice here to look at this and say we can chop this out, we can chop this out, we can chop this out, strengthen this bit in, tighten this bit up. So as a result, it kind of feels a bit fanciful and kind of almost in some level a bit ostentatious. It, like, it kind of almost feels like because there are no reins here, specifically on the gore, there's no reins for that. It, you know, everything's just kind of been let loose. And that, I think that's a, I, more than anything, more than the fact that it's maybe not a character that I care about, more than the fact that it's maybe not necessarily any part of the genre that I particularly enjoy. The biggest issue in this movie isn't any of those things. The biggest issue is its runtime. It's, it's a long time in 2022 to commit to a movie like this. Um, now, there will be people out there that will say, fuck you, Duncan. I can't wait to spend two hours and 20 minutes with my favourite horror icon, Art, and I'm going to go through the trials and tribulations of that character. That's awesome. I've said it many times before. I don't want to live in a world where everyone agrees um, and everyone likes the same movie and no one likes... You know, the Movies are made not for the individual, they're made for the, the, the collective. And as a result of that, certain groups of the collective will enjoy it, certain groups don't. And that's fine. Um, we're not here to, to, to wage war and argue about who's right and who's wrong. That's not what movie opinions are. But at the same time, I just don't know. And I'm, I'm fully ready to be proved wrong. I don't know what the staying power of a two hour and 20 minute Art the Clown movie is. Um, and I also don't know why I chose to go that length because the first 30 minutes doesn't really propel the story. And... The last, like, 40 minutes are all setting up something that's never really tied up explained either. Um, also, there's a post-credit, so if you are watching it, check the post-credit out as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely preferred it to the previous one in a lot of the filmic respects. Like I said before, acting is of a better quality. Some of the, 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 the kind of um, cameo appearances are a ton of fun. That they are. Felissa Rose will have my heart forever. She's like just a complete joy. And she's having fun here. Um, even down to Chris Jericho, who like I grew up watching Chris Jericho, the wrestler. Uh, so kind of seeing him make a weird appearance here was kind of like, oh, what are we doing here? Um, so yeah, on that, on that level, 
you know, we'll, we'll, we'll say, uh, you know, it, it, it definitely works better than the previous movie. And the gore effects are great. I mean, they really are. If that's what you're in for, this is this is awesome. You're, you're not going to be shortchanged there. Um, his runtime is just a... It, it just, it's an anchor every time we, uh, the story tries to propel itself forward. There's just a lot of dead air that could just be trimmed out. Uh, I, you know, I, I feel that there's a, a tighter, sharper, punchier version of this movie in here that you could bring out and not to the detriment of anything. And it's not even like, I could maybe see the argument of some people saying, well, there's a there's a kind of through-line story here, but it's not really resolved. Well, at least I wasn't aware of it being resolved. I could be wrong on that as well. Um, it didn't appear to get resolved in any way. So yeah, I kind of... I enjoyed it more than I thought it was gonna, but I'd, I still... I'd, I'd be loath to say that I enjoyed the movie. It's, it's just not my cup of tea. However, the fact I enjoyed it more than I expected to, I get a feeling that if, he's, if art's your thing, then... You're going to check it out anyway. I'm not going to sway you on that one. But you, there's a good chance that you'll enjoy it more than the previous movie. Whether you go back and see it again uh, or opt to go and check out Terrifier, the much shorter version of this movie, uh, that is up to you. That is up to you. So in terms of grades for this one, it's probably a two. So I didn't really like it. Um, I would have given the other one about a one. I, I really did not like Terrifier at all. So this one, a two, seems fair. If I ever watched it again, that's probably going to drop. <laughs> like I know it is, but uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling feeling kind of fresh, feeling kind of funky. So yeah, I'm definitely giving this one a two out of five. It is available October sixth. Cinedigium uh, in partnership with Iconic Events releasing it in the US of A, 6th of October. Once again, you can Google where it's playing, so you can get yourself some tickets and go out. I don't think it'll be in theatres for long. If you're in the UK, though, end of the month, uh, you can pick it up on Blu-ray. I think it also is a single release as well as a twin pack with Terrifier. So if that's something that interests you, uh, end of October 2022, you can pick it up in the UK. I want to thank Katrina Wan, PR, for submitting in the, the review copy and hooking me up with all the stuff for this one. Uh, they've been kind of awesome to me, like really, really, really helpful. And um, yeah, uh, it was very nice of them to do that for me, for sure. Right, I'm going to take a short break. When I come back, I'm closing out the show and I'm doing it right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been bonus episode 424. This right here, ladies and gents, has been a bonus review, an advanced review of Terrifier 2, which will be in cinemas in the USA on the 6th of October and on physical release Blu-ray in the UK end of October so keep your eyes peeled for that there's a multitude of ways to check out podcasts under the stairs wherever you're listening to right now subscribe that way you get the shows as and when they drop and access to the entire back catalogue of Teapot's content do not stop there subscribe to our sister feed the Teapot's Collective we have shows like Where to Begin With Opera Omnia Doing the Nasty and Chronicle over there Links to all the shows can be found on our website, which is tputtscast.com. So either subscribe to the feeds or go to our website. Um, everything's on the website, as well as another show called Jaws' Shite, another regrettable outburst. It's a booze-based banter entertainment podcast featuring myself, 
The Baz, and Scott and Liam from Scott and Liam vs. Evil. It is a drunken, rambling monstrosity of a show, um, most likely to entertain, hopefully, so please check it out. Jaws is shite and other regret blackbursts exclusively available on tputzcast.com. If you're on Facebook and you want to interact with me over there, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teaputzcast gets you the podcast under the stairs. The Teaputz Collective is a Facebook page where I post links to every show that I do, as well as all the guest appearances I'm invited on for, and that can be found at facebook.com forward slash teaputzcast. For those that want their internet a little bit weird, then that's the Jaws' Shite Facebook great, uh, page. That's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash regrettablepod. If you don't want to use Facebook and you'd rather integ- uh, Instagrammers or Twitterers, Instagrammers, uh, grammar, uh, you, want to gram- you want to gram me? You gramming me, boy. Uh, if you want to check out the twin prongs of social media sexiness, which are the Instagram and the Twitters, you can uh, hit up myself and the Baz at TeaputzCast for both. The podcast under the stairs is not in your airways tomorrow, so... Let's take a bit of a breather. But we are back Thursday when we'll be announcing our movie club pick for this month. So wherever you are, whatever the time zone is, and whatever you're up to in this big bad board of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs, and I am signing off.